Publisher Podcast, Episode 85. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Publisher Podcast. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, your host. And today, March 8th, 2023, I want to say Happy International Women's Day. This, of course, is a big month for us with the Women in Publishing Summit. We've just wrapped up our annual conference, which runs the first week of March because it's Women's Month. And today is the big day, the big day that we celebrate the accomplishments of women and all that they have done to set the path for us. This isn't your normal podcast episode today. In fact, it's not an interview at all. It's a keynote presentation that Paige Allen, the director of Ingram Sparks, gave for our, excuse me, it's Ingram Spark without an S on the end. I should correct myself right now. (laughs) Uh, She gave this keynote presentation last week during the Women in Publishing Summit. And it was such a great presentation, such a great message, and just left us all with all the feels. I wanted to share it with our community broadly. So I hope you'll enjoy this presentation, this not presentation, this keynote that she's delivered, this special message, because it really reminds us of why we're doing what we're doing, the challenges that we face in the industry, and the big reminder to stick together, to pull together as women, um, and, and to do what it takes to get where we want to be. Um, So, you know, without further ado, I hope you'll enjoy her presentation. And if you enjoy this, I keep calling it a presentation because I'm in presentation mode, y'all. It was a big conference. It was a big conference. I hope you were able to join us. And if you weren't, I hope you'll go over to womeninpublishingsummit.com and check out our events because we have free webinars and other training sessions, etc. happening throughout every month the entire year. You can still be part of our community even if you're not attending the conference. And hopefully you'll save the date for the first week of March next year in 2024 to attend that. So if you're enjoying this podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe to it. We would love it if you would leave us a review. And most importantly, if this message touches you, I hope that you'll share this episode with the other women in your community, in your writing and publishing community, because it truly is a special message. So thank you again once more to Paige Allen of Ingram Spark and to our community for having um, coming together in such a meaningful way in this International Women's Month and International Women's Day today. Enjoy. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Because I've been where you've been. you all for for joining us um can every i hope everyone can see the slide um everything looks great awesome well alexa has shared a little bit about me um and yes it was great to meet alexa and to hear about the woman in publishing summit um that uh she has put together with uh, a, a great group of women and so ingram spark uh, and and on behalf of ingram we are just so thankful to to be able to participate um so i want to say good evening i know that you all have had quite uh, a busy day full of learning things and i also want to say um i want to leave by saying happy international women's day happy uh, 
Oh no. Oh no, what happened? There, you're back. <laughs> I was like, no. All right. Is it still sharing? It is not sharing. Okay. It I saw it do something. It just told me that the one that the meeting was being recorded. And I think it undid the share, maybe. So <laughs> um, I'm sorry about that. I have pages slides, by the way. So if 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 we need to, I will um I, I mean everyone will have access to them regardless. So do you mind actually just throwing them up there for yeah, me? Let me Alexa, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. You keep talking and I'll I'll do this part and we'll get there. Okay. Perfect. Um, they're not, uh, I, I will say they're, they're not uh, like the, the greatest slides. I'm really here to be a keynote, right? And be able to speak to you also. <laughs> appreciate, uh, appreciate that, Alexa. But um, as Alexa was saying, I'm Paige Allen, Director of Ingram Spark. And um, I really just have the wonder, wonderful pleasure of being your keynote uh, speaker for, for this evening. So we at Ingram Spark and Ingram Content group are um, so excited to be a sponsor, as I was saying, um, for this year's Women in Publishing Virtual Summit. At ICG, we connect people with content in all forms, providing really comprehensive services for, for authors, for publishers, for retailers, for libraries, as well as educators. Um, and we have an expansive global network of teams and facilities and we are able to um, include digital and both physical books um, in our distribution as a part of our suite of services. So um, I know that many of you have probably utilized Ingram Spark in the past or have utilized Ingram. So again, I just thank you for joining us today. Um, at Ingram Spark, um, our purpose is really to deliver a differentiated global uh, publishing solutions that enhance the independent publishing life. So our goal is to empower similar to that of the Women in Publishing Summit is to empower publishing success by connecting content creators like yourselves with a, with a global audience. Um, we are doing now really what we want, in, what indies need next. So some of you in the audience, like I said, today have utilized Ingram Spark and or the Ingram Network um, and making your titles available is really around the world through our many uh, distribution partners. So again, I'm just honored to be here today um, with you virtually and celebrating women in publishing, as well as uh, our ability to, to cultivate a community that, that seeks to empower, to encourage, and to support women around the globe. So thank you. Um, you know, today we really make history and culminating on International Women's Day with us, we do have uh, authors, we have editors, we have publishers, um, we have marketers, and we are a show of true force and beauty. Um, and might I add that uh, that that is often overlooked, but um, we do know our strength as women, um, especially uh, in numbers and when united um, under one mission. So, you know, we know that book public that the book publishing industry has been slow to change, uh, but uh, as women, we are every ever changing, and that's probably one of the uh, that might be the you know the the understatement of the year. Um, nevertheless, um, it is important that we are here to support each other um, and ensure that we as women not only have a seat at the table but can carpenter our own tables. Um, today, through events like Women in Publishing uh, Summit, here we can network. We can share ideas, we can collaborate. Here, we will learn from each other and create meaningful connections. 
Here, we can inspire and motivate one another. And the importance of community for women in publishing is really essential. Um, it can help us to stay ahead of the curve and find out what's working and what's not, and even open doors to new opportunities, as well as build strong foundations, of, a strong foundation of support and confidence. So if you would go to, the, I think it's the third slide, um, Alexa, but this is our mission. Our mission is to use our collective voices and power to make a positive and advancing impact on the publishing industry and the world. Our I'm mission right now- page. I'm sorry, I wanna make sure I'm on the right one. You're all right. Okay, no, good. Back one, back one. There we go. It's, it says our mission on it. One more. There we go. <laughs> so yes, this is our, our mission is to use our collective voices and power to make a positive and advancing impact on the publishing industry and the world. Um, our mission now more than ever is extremely important. Um, it's timely and it's relevant. So this afternoon, I'd like to spend some time sharing a little bit about myself one, but also discussing the publishing industry, but specifically opportunities and challenges and the women who have so courageously began to pave the way for the work that is remaining ahead of us. If you go to the next slide, um, it should be talking about creative and adapting women and have some um, percentages on it, Alexa. So over the last few years, the world has really turned to books. From 2020 to 2022, um, those were especially years where publishing was really fully embraced and championed by authors and publishers. Um, according to WeTransfer's idea report in 2020, they surveyed women from almost every, uh, every country around the globe. And the surveys showed that, that, cre that creative women are adapting better to uh, the pandemic fallout than we might expect. But 41.6% of survey respondents having more confidence in their creative ideas. And a lot of this is due to working from home and other challenges in their working and creative environments. And then 81.6%, at least equally as confident. And I believe that this creativity and confidence has found our industry and has found our community of women for certain. So, you know, such engagement led by innovation and new circumstances resulted in new trends and opportunities throughout publishing. Some of these trends, as I said, we would discuss opportunities and, and, and challenges today, but some of the, the, the trends that came from that uh, difficult period were shifts from paperback to hardcover and adoption of multi-format such as ebook and audio with every new title. We saw increased volume in our standard fiction categories like romance and thriller and fantasy while simultaneously seeing movement to more activity books, cooking books, and educational books that gained popularity and began to really saturate the catalogs of new titles. We have also seen the introduction of rapid content, that content that is easily repeatable or created by AI genera uh, generated softwares. And we have continued to see higher volume driven by unmatched e-commerce engagement, which has shifted the dynamic of traditional brick and mortar retail channels. In 2020 and 2021, supply chain and logistic pressures they really intensified. 
We are still experiencing the results of these pressures with price increases and shortages across raw materials, such as paper and, and gas leading to higher print costs. And then we've also seen transportation and job workforce vacancies leading to increased shipping costs, as well as extreme backlogs. Um, and, and lastly, I'd say we've seen that the big five traditional publishers ha have been shifting to new paper types, such as groundwood over cream, which is, has a minor degree of separation, but it has more availability. And so I would say like this disruption, uh, like the disruption of independent publishing and self-publishing made within traditional publishing industry, it is waves and shifts like these that create challenge and momentum within our industry. Crisis and challenge leading to innovation, creating newer and better ways for which we create and publish content. So we must invent new solutions and processes in the midst of challenge and learn to trust ourselves in the creativity that we as women so naturally embody. If you go to the next slide, uh, Alexa, there should be a quote from Oscar Wilde. So I have often paraphrased Oscar Wilde, um, but I hesitated to do so today for the purposes of our Women's Summit. Um, but I said to myself, Oscar Wilde may have written it, but there's no doubt that it was likely said by a woman first. So did you know that the rise of the new women uh, movement coincided with Wilde's popularity and a group of free thinking, influential and accomplished women united around him? The first of these was his um, delightful and eccentric uh, accomplished mother, Jane Wilde. Uh, Jane Wilde was an Irish poet. Her pen name was Speranza, and she was a supporter of the nationalist movement. When um, Wilde toured America, he was actually introduced often as her son, not by his name of uh, Oscar Wilde. Um, he had many friendships with prominent, uh, with prominent authors and, and prominent women, such as uh, Lily Langtree, Sarah Bernhardt, uh, Louise Jopling and Ellen Terry. And, and these women had a profound effect on his work. Women often funded, um, informed and inspired his writing and gave him access to vital publicity. Um, he based many of his most memorable characters on them, uh, reflecting their language, ideas and lives. So to paraphrase Oscar Wilde and the woman who likely said it first, we need to believe in the impossible and remove the improbable. How do we do this? Believe what is impossible and remove the improbable. This starts with gaining clarity around our purpose and sense of mission. And as women, I'd say that's not easy to, easy to do. Given most often that society has already outlined what is our role, and purpose as woman and what it should be. So I'd like to share a little bit, uh, a little story about how I began to uh, seek out my purpose and mission in life. Um, I spent the summer prior to my senior year in high school in Russelheims, Germany. So I was a part of an advanced history class that offered a German-American student exchange program. At this point in my life, I was unsure of myself now, mind you, I'm looking at completing, I'm trying to complete my senior year and going off to college in a year. So being unsure of myself felt normal, but provided to me little to no sense of comfort. I doubted myself often. 
And prior to departing for Germany, I had one of many life-altering experiences. Um, my older sibling would come out as uh, LGBT. Now, mind you, um, I come from a Black Southern Christian Baptist family, so I don't think I need to say more. But uh, from that moment on, my family dynamic uh, shifted drastically. I knew it would never be the same. So I was overwhelmed at that time with grief and with anger and with longing. I just wanted my family back. And I asked myself again and again, why did things have to change? I was lost. And I mostly blamed others and focused on finding the why. Why were unsolicited changes occurring in my life? I kept myself from seeking out the truth and the clarity of purpose I needed in order to know myself and trust myself. With this weighing on me, I traveled to Germany. I told myself that I would write. I would just write and I would write every day. I would document everything from, my recorded, from recording my feelings to my travel adventures, to the stories and the moments of people I, I would meet um, that would give me something that I could rely on, something that I could learn to trust learn about myself and sit with all of my inner thoughts. Now, while in Germany, I learned many things. So if, you first, if your first thought, of course, is, well, that's where I learned German, um, I hate to disappoint you. I studied Latin and Spanish. So um, it is also uh, where I learned uh, that Jägermeiser and I really don't mix, um, and that probably having two fresh croissants a day alongside your host mom's homemade jam is equivalent to about three donuts a day. And to add insult to injury, I learned this information from Seventeen Magazine at the time. And, and that was about a week before returning home. So you can imagine the effect that it had. Um, but on a more serious note, while in Germany, I experienced a moment of consciousness. Ironically, I had no understanding of it at, at the time. I visited a convenience store while standing in line. I watched the clerk take care of other customers, offering a nice smile, ringing up their items, then putting out her hand to take their, their form of payment. When I reached the front of the line, I greeted the clerk with a friendly Guten Morgen. So I guess I know a little bit of German. Um, the clerk offered uh, no smile, but instead a grimace and some undistinguishable words underneath her breath. Now, mind you, my German wasn't the greatest. So, after ringing up my items, I reached to put the amount I owed in her hands, and the clerk's hands were the clerk's hands were nowhere to be seen. Instead, tucked and folded in her arms, I looked up and smiled, and while holding the money and my arm out in the air, offering it forward to the clerk to take from my hand as she had done with the others ahead of me. She sighed and rolled her eyes, unfolded her arms, then pointed firmly for me to place the money on the counter. I didn't know what to think. However, there was something that pulled me away from the counter. I left the store without those items and I went home, shut myself in my room. I remained confused. The confusion led to hurt, hurt led to anger, anger led to tears. And I began writing, filling pages on pages with ink and tears sharing my experiences of that day at the counter, feelings of being looked at and treated as different and less than, that overwhelming feeling of doubt and uncertainty that had weighed so heavy on, my prior, on me prior to setting off 
on my travels was back again. But as I wrote, I began to discover that there was something that compelled me to walk away from the counter earlier that day. I trusted myself. I trusted my choice. I had more clarity. I had a purpose that day and understood that things in my life may never change or may change greatly, but what must remain constant is trust in oneself and that you believe in everything that you were doing. I experienced something similarly when I first came to England. I followed in the shoes of a strong woman, someone who was popular and well-liked across the industry. Many of you may know Robin Cutler. Robin did a great deal for Ingram Spark in building the industry of self-publishing. And at Ingram, she, like me, had to navigate a workplace that is major majority driven by white males. Although respected by your colleagues, it is not often that you look around and see another female face at the table. Furthermore, another female that is also a person of color in the room, yet alone at the table. So purpose, clarity, trusting oneself, and really writing got me through so much of that. It is no secret that the book publishing industry has been traditionally dominated by men, we live in a society that has made great strides towards gender equality, but the publishing industry has yet to catch up. While overall the number of books written by women has grown in recent years, the publishing industry still disproportionately favors male authors, often leaving female authors behind. This issue is not just about fairness, it's about the importance of allowing female voices to be heard. Hearing the voices of women like Robin Cutler, along with authors like Toni Morrison, Alice Walker, Jane Austen, Harper Lee, and Zora Neale Hurston made all the difference for me and my confidence to think independently as a woman and voice my opinion freely. Women's stories, perspectives, and ideas are just as valuable, and it's important that we recognize and support our community. At the same time, it's also important to recognize that female authors face unique challenges that often keep them from seeing their work published. We often must go to greater lengths to prove our work and to get our voices heard. However, over the last decade, we have seen an incredible surge in the number of women entering and succeeding in the industry. The surge of women in publishing is a trend that I think we should celebrate. Women are now making up a larger portion of the book, book publishing workforce. We are leading the way in every area of the industry from editorial to marketing to design. We are creating amazing books and are breaking, breaking down boundaries and challenging assumptions. What's more, women are leading the way in developing innovative business models and strategies that are transforming the industry. We are embracing new technologies and approaches that are making the book industry more efficient and more successful. Women in book publishing are a powerful force. And I am so proud, so proud to be a part of a generation of women who are pushing and forming new lives. It's so important for us to support female authors and publishers and ensure that our stories are being heard by everyone. By doing this, we can ensure that our culture is richer and more diverse and that all voices are being equally represented. 
I share all of this to say, clarity of purpose and a sense of our mission in everything we do is necessary. It leads us to imagine, to innovate, to trust, that regardless of the obstacle, that we can succeed. We need to prioritize innovation around our core mission of empowering female authors and publishers and marketers. We sometimes underestimate what we can do individually to make things happen, but that is the essence of our womenly spirit. Each of us must find purpose and meaning in our work, the best of which happens when it's not just about the work, but something that will improve our lives and inspire others' stories. This is the opportunity that drives women in publishing. So I think I may have skipped a slide there, um, but on to the next slide. There we go. All right, one more slide. Uh, so I'd like to end here, and I'll open it up at the end uh, for some, some Q&A, but I'd like to end here my time with you today with a charge from Toni Morrison. So if you go back a couple of slides, Alexa. Yep. <laughs> Got a little excited <laughs> there. Here we go. All right. So I'll be reading a chapter, um, an excerpt from a chapter of Toni Morrison's book, The, the Source of Self-Regard. And if uh, you haven't read it, you should take some time to read it. It's, it's got some really great essays and teachings for us as women. Um, so I spent a lot of time, uh, a fair amount of time today, really just discussing how we must affirm our purpose and determine what's our life mission in order to learn to trust oneself in order to innovate and to grow one's and to grow oneself. So Tony takes it a step further and she reminds us that once we find and trust ourselves as women, we have a duty to our community of women, our sisters and everyone here today and those that are to come that we have a purpose to bring them along with us. So I will begin with this reading. The name of this chapter is Cinderella Stepsisters. Let me begin by taking you back. Back before the days at college, to nursery school, probably to a once upon a time when you first heard or read, or I suspect even saw Cinderella. Because it is Cinderella that I want to talk about, because it is Cinderella who causes me a feeling of urgency. What is unsettling about that fairy tale is that it is essentially the story of a household, a world, if you please, of women gathered together and held together in order to abuse another woman. There is, of course, a rather vague absent father and a nick of a time prince with a foot fetish, but neither has much personality. And there are the surrogate mothers, of course, God and Step, who contribute to Cinderella's grief and to her release in happiness. But it is the stepsisters who interest me. How crippling it must have been for those young girls to grow up with a mother, to watch and imitate that mother enslaving another girl. I am curious about their fortunes 
after the story ends. For contrary to recent adaptations, the stepsisters were not ugly, clumsy, stupid girls with outsized feet. The Grimm Collection describes them as beautiful and fair in appearance. When, are we when we are introduced to them, they are beautiful, elegant women of status and clearly women of power. However, having been watched and participated in the violent domination of another woman, will they be any less cruel when it comes to their turn to, to enslave other children or even when they are required to take care of their own mother. It is not a wholly medieval problem. It is quite a contemporary one. Feminine power when directed at other women has historically been wielded in a way that has, described, that has been described as a masculine manner. Soon you will be in a position to do the very same. Whatever your background, rich or poor, Whatever the history of education in your family, five generations or one, you have taken advantage of what has been available to you. And you will therefore have, have both the economic and social status of the stepsisters and you will have their power. I want not to ask you, but to tell you not to participate in the oppression of your sisters. Mothers who abuse their children are are women and another woman, not an agency, has to be willing to stay their hands. Mothers who set fire to school buses are women and another woman, not an agency, has to tell them to stay their hands. Women who stop the promotion of other women in careers are women and another woman must come to the victim's aid. Social and welfare workers who humiliate their clients may be women and other women colleagues have to deflect their anger. I'm alarmed by the violence that women do to one another, professional violence, competitive violence, emotional violence. I am alarmed by the willingness of women to enslave another woman. I am alarmed by a growing absence of decency on the killing floor of professional women's world. You are the women who will take your place in the world where you can decide who shall flourish and who shall wither. You will make distinctions between the deserving poor and the undeserving poor, where you, where you can yourself determine which life is expendable and which is indispensable. Since you will have the power to do it, you may also be persuaded that you have the right to do it. As an educated woman, the distinction between the two is, first, is our first order of business. I am suggesting that we pay as much attention to our nurturing sensibilities as to our ambition. You are moving in the direction of freedom and the function of freedom is to free somebody else. You're moving towards self-fulfillment and the consequences of that fulfillment should be to discover that there is something just as important as you are, and that just as important thing may be Cinderella or your stepsister. In your, in your rainbow journey toward the realization of personal goals, don't make choices based only on your security and your safety. 
nothing is safe. That is not to say that anything ever was or that anything worth achieving ever should be. Things of value seldom are. It is not safe to have a child. It is not safe to challenge the status quo. It is not safe to choose work that has not been done before or to do old work in a new way. There will always be someone there to stop you. But in pursuing your highest ambitions, don't let your personal safety diminish the safety of your stepsister. And wielding the power that is deservedly yours, don't permit it to enslave your stepsisters. Let your might and your power emanate from that place in you that is nurturing and caring. Women's rights is not only an abstraction, a cause, it is also a personal affair. It is not only about us, it is also about me and you, just the two of us. And that's all I have for you all today. I know that was pretty quick, but I'm also happy to answer any questions. There's a few slides in here. Um, if you all need any more information about Ingram Spark, but I appreciate being invited and uh, I wanted to leave some time for some Q&A, but I hope I, that <laughs> I will I will make sure these slides get added to the assets folder page that was incredible. I, I first just want to thank you because I get this is why we started this conference, but I get so wrapped up sometimes in all of the work behind it. Sometimes I forget what you just reminded me of you know i mean we're doing it we're making sure that women are brought forward we're, we're, we're bringing the space but what you just said just like really brought it back to my heart on on why so thank you so much for that um you know this was such a wonderful a wonderful reminder of of what we have going on of why we're doing what we're doing of the sisterhood that we have together and and you know to our men here too thank you for supporting the women in publishing summit it means a lot actually to have jo men join us in this event so um, I really just, I got so much from your presentation and I can tell by the comments that so did everyone else in here. So thank you from the bottom of our heart for, for being a part of this. I can't wait to see you again in person and um, yeah, it, it just make sure you read the comments because people are loving on you. So <laughs> I will. thank you all. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.